Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Everything USC podcast on Believe, the number one content network for professionals, the place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm your host, Nara Wang, and in episode 71, I'm thrilled to welcome to the show former USC and WNBA player Jackie Jamelos to discuss the USC women's basketball team and the big football rivalry games after the win over UCLA and looking forward to Notre Dame. Jackie, it's great to have you back on the Everything USC podcast. Thank you. It's good to be back. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, and so many more. Or go right to our website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. For me, you can find and follow me on Twitter, at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. For all the Jackie Jamelis fans out there, how do they reach out to you? Probably the best social channel for me is my Instagram. You can find me at Jackie23. That's J-A-C-K-I 23. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, where you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. We've got a lot to get to after the exciting win over the rival Bruins at the Rose Bowl and the other huge game coming up on Saturday against the Fighting Irish. But as I said in last week's show with Jeff Trapanier, USC isn't just a football school. So with Jackie Jamelos on the show, we're going to start this episode by looking at the Women of Troy Hoop Squad. And since my guest today is the highest rated high school player ever in the rankings era to join the Trojan women's basketball team, I have to begin with the news from last week about the top girls recruit in the country this year. Sierra Canyon High School's Juju Watkins making the decision to spurn the number one and two ranked teams in the nation, South Carolina and Stanford, to instead stay home and sign to play for USC. Watkins is so good, she's already signed an NIL deal with Nike, and my guest Jackie just so happens to now work for the big swoosh up in Oregon, so how excited are you about Watkins committing to the women of Troy? Oh, I'm super excited. I got the news pretty quick. It traveled very fast. I mean, a a huge standout and a big recruit for USC. You know, the women of Troy have had some tough years in the past. And I think with the new addition of head coach Lindsey Gottlieb, things are going to start moving in the right direction for the team and the program. 
and just adding a, a huge player like Juju Watkins. I mean, you can't beat that. She's going to be the start of a, of a new era, I believe. And she will hopefully do all the things that I was not able to do back in 2006, unfortunately, due to a lot of knee injuries that I had. You know, I wish her the best. And I truly believe there's big things to come for the women of Troy. Yeah, it's the most exciting news the USC women's team has gotten in a long time. And obviously, we're going to hope that it will translate on the court in future years. Should also mention that the week before, USC also signed Malia Samuels out of Garfield High School in Seattle, a very good program up there as well. So looking forward to the two of them joining the team as freshmen next year. We've got to talk, though, about this year's team taking a look at the 2022-23 women's team. They're already off to a 4-0 start, having defeated Cal State, Bakersfield, and Idaho State at home, and then going on the road to get wins over the University of San Diego and the University of San Francisco. They were picked to finish ninth in the preseason media poll in the Pac-12 conference. As you mentioned, head coach Lindsey Gottlieb, now in her second season at USC, the team went 12-16 and 16 last year in her first year, 5-12, 10th place in the Pac-12. A little disappointing there in conference play last season for Coach Gottlieb. So she went Lincoln Riley on the transfer portal. She brought yeah. in seven transfers this year, four of them who start and all are in the rotation so far. You have Kayla Williams, Caddy Sissoko, Destiny Littleton, and Okako Adika starting. Taylor Bigby, Rokia Dumbia, and Koi Love getting minutes as well. They're also expecting big things out of an incoming freshman, McDonald's All-American Aaliyah Gales out of Las Vegas, but she is still recovering after nearly losing her life after being shot at a house party in April. Ten times she was shot in the arms and legs, so we're just glad that she's recuperating, getting back, doing her physical therapy, and Hopefully, after a redshirt season, she'll be ready to contribute next year. The top returning players, Rhea Marshall, Clarice Akunwafo, and Bella Perkins. So, obviously, you're mixing in a whole bunch of new players to this team. How do you think the group has gelled through their first four games? Well, for being 4-0, and I think that they are doing great, and they're off to an awesome start. As I've looked through the preseason schedule, there are not a ton of tough games ahead. So I think the telling factor will be December 15th when they play our rival UCLA. I think that that will decide whether they are going to have a great season or if they're going to need some time, you know, to play against some real competition. But I do think that it's never a bad thing to start off with such a great record. They've got a, a lot of new pieces, a lot of new players, and it takes time. So for any coach and for any program and for any team, it takes time. I'm just really excited to see what they do. I think there's a lot of great things ahead. I know Coach Gottlieb personally, she's a really, really awesome coach. What she did at Cal in the past was remarkable. You know, we had to play against her. That wasn't fun. Her track record is success, and I do believe that she's going to bring that to the Trojans as well. So just really excited for that. And I know Caddy Sissoko, I've been watching her play. She's been putting up some big numbers. I definitely have my eye on her. She's She's been impressive. 
Yeah, it's a good start. Like you said, the non-conference, maybe not the toughest. As we record this on a Tuesday afternoon, they'll have a game against Penn tomorrow on Wednesday and then on Saturday, the same day as the Notre Dame football game. They'll have a 1 p.m. game against Utah State and just a shameless self-promotion plug. I will be calling that game for the USC live stream along with your former USC teammate, Jamie Hagia. Oh, amazing. So everyone can tune into the live stream on the USC website and listen to us and watch the game on Saturday before the Notre Dame football game later that night. And as you mentioned, there's that early game against UCLA on the schedule when the Pac-12 added two conference games on both the men's and women's basketball schedules. They had to put them earlier in the schedule, so it's going to be kind of weird, right, to open so early with a conference game kind of out of nowhere, and it's also against your biggest rival. I mean, how would you approach that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. I think it's kind of cool just because, you know, you get to play that team so soon, and it's motivation to be ready sooner. I know how much pride I took in to that game and coming out with a win because it's, you know, one of the biggest rivals in college sports. We didn't like UCLA at all. And that was a period where we would all just be together and very focused and, you know, really wanting to unite and win and beat them. So I think it's a good thing. I'm excited that they get to play so early. I do think that that will be a big test for the squad and, will be able to tell a lot. So yeah, I'll be tuned in for that one. And we know Coach Gottlieb, she likes to push the tempo. She likes to get after teams on D, and this team seems to fit what she wants to do so far. Can they keep up this high-scoring offense and tight defense when they get into the tougher conference play? Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be challenges, more challenges against the tougher teams, but I think her style of play, she has you know, been able to instill in players how she wants them to play. And she's had a lot of success. And I think that she has brought this group together because she knows that they can play in that way and that style. So I do believe that they will be able to sustain that energy and that identity throughout the season, no matter who the opponent is. It's all about the players buying in to the system and buying into what the coach is saying. And I have a lot of confidence that Coach Gottlieb will have a good handle on that. So, yeah, it's just their way of playing, and it's a really exciting style of play. Yeah, so far, SC scoring an average of 73 points a game while holding their opponents to 45 a game. The only really close one was the first road game down in San Diego Mm -hmm. against the Toreros. That was 58-50. The other three games have been blowouts. and. SC has been making 44% of their shots to just 33% for the opponents. So we'll see if they can keep that going. Got to ask you, Jackie, what are your expectations for this year's squad? Can they break through and finally make it back to the NC2A tournament for the first time since 2014? Well, I think it's early to tell. You know, there's so, so many things that could happen in a season. I think the hope is for a program like USC and a university like USC, the hope is every year to crack the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we've had an issue and have struggled with that in the recent years. But I do think that 
the team that is being built right now is on its way. And, you know, we can only hope that, you know, no injuries occur and things go as planned. So I do believe that there is a good chance for an NCAA appearance. I have no doubt in my mind that it's, you know, very, very big possibility that that could happen. But then again, for a player who's had a lot of injuries, I always have that in my head, you know, that could affect uh, a season as well. So let's just, you know, knock on wood and just hope everything goes smooth. And if it does, I do believe we will be there. Totally understand you being a little gun shy with your injury history. (laughs) One of the worst injury histories, as we detailed the first time you were on the podcast, but amazing what you were able to persevere through and come back and continue to have a great career for yourself. Thank you. This is the Everything USC podcast. On Believe, I'm Nara Wang. I'm joined today by the former USC standout and WNBA player, Jackie Jamelos. If you enjoy listening to the show, you can subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts or go right to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. To catch up with me, I'm on Twitter at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jackie, how do the people follow you? My Instagram social channel, which is Jackie23, that's J-A-C-K-I-23. This is Bruce Feldman, Fox Sports College Football Reporter and Writer for The Athletic, and you're listening to the Believe in Everything USC podcast with Narawang. And now, Jackie, let's get into the football portion of our show, beginning by looking back at the craziness that happened in the Rose Bowl this past Saturday night. 48-45 USC comes back from a 14-0 deficit to beat our hated rival, the UCLA Bruins. Caleb Williams may be making himself the Heisman Trophy favorite. 32 of 43, 470 yards passing, two TDs. Did throw his third interception of the season. Also ran eight times for 33 yards and a touchdown on the ground. The Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week. Jordan Addison, in his second game back from injury, didn't do much in the first game back, exploded against the Bruins. 11 catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown. No Travis Dye. Austin Jones said no problem. 21 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. Added four catches for 57 yards as well. Kyle Ford had three catches for 73 yards for the second straight game. Added a touchdown in this one. Andrew Voorhees was named the Pac-12 Offensive Lineman of the Week. Tuli Tui Pelotu was named the Pac-12 Defensive Lineman of the Week after he had six tackles, one and a half for loss. Tyrone Teleni, sack and forced fumble of the Bruins quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, halfway through the third quarter after USC had just taken its first lead of the game at 27-24. It led to Jones' second TD run to make the lead 10, and I think that was the huge play for USC to flip the momentum in that game. UCLA, though, they made it tough. DTR, 23-38, 309 yards, four touchdowns, but he did throw three interceptions and committed that fumble. UCLA's running back, Zach Charbonnet, 19 carries, 95 yards, and USC, for the most part, held him in check. But this was a total offensive extravaganza, 649 yards for SC, 
to 513 for UCLA. What was it like for you to be watching that game and the SC team this whole season? I know that it's been fun, but it's been stressful at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always got my eye on on USC sports and especially USC football this year. You know, our overall record has been very impressive. The new head coach, Lincoln Riley, has been really, really great for the program. It reminds me of when I was at USC when I entered in 2006. It was just such a great era to be a part of USC during those days when, you know, we were ranked one and two in the nation from a football perspective. And I feel like that momentum is back again and we're on our way to being in that category. We're ranked five right now, but you know, the sky is the limit. This new coach and these players, uh, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, and everyone else that you mentioned, it's just a very special group. That UCLA game was really, really exciting, but also extremely stressful to watch. And I have a lot of anxiety when I watch games and especially when I'm cheering for one side, it gets really emotional for me. <laughs> um, but it was super great. Obviously so happy with the outcome. Just a lot of like mixed emotions there, a lot of highs and lows, but just an absolute thriller of a game to watch. One of my favorite games I've, I think I've ever watched USC football play. Definitely a classic, but you're right. I felt like USC should have had more control of the game. They should have had a quicker lead, an earlier lead, but they made it difficult on all of us fans watching it throughout that one. But they did get the win. They moved to 10-1 and one on the season. They're up to number five in the AP and coaches polls. We'll find out what they are in the college football playoff rankings later today as we're recording before the announcement of that. But most people expect them to jump over LSU and move into the five spot. So they're on track to maybe somehow in Lincoln Riley's first season make it into the college football playoff because we know that two of the top four teams, Ohio State and Michigan, are playing each other this weekend as well. So one of them will get knocked down a peg or two at least. So it's all up to USC to continue winning. So let's look ahead now to this game against Notre Dame. It's going to be Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Pacific start on ABC. And you can also listen to it on the USC Football Radio Network, the flagship station, KABC 790 AM. Notre Dame coming in, ranked 13th by the AP, 15th in the coaches' polls. They're 8-3. and three. They just destroyed Boston College in a snowstorm at home, 44-0. They've won five straight since a puzzling lost to Stanford at home. Stanford has not been very good this year, and somehow Notre Dame lost to them at home. Head coach is Marcus Freeman in his first season after taking over in the bowl game after Brian Kelly left for LSU. Notre Dame does lead the all-time series against USC 50-36-5. That doesn't include one of those USC vacated wins. The last game last year at South Bend, 31-16 win by the Fighting Irish over USC. Look at some of their key players. They've got a third-year sophomore QB. Drew Pine took over for the injured Tyler Buckner and has, in 10 games, completed 61.8% of his passes for 1,703 yards, 19 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, also run for 119 yards and 2 touchdowns. Their leading rusher is sophomore running back Audric Estime, 
has 136 carries, 782 yards, and 11 touchdowns on the ground. And their biggest weapon in the pass game is junior tight end Michael Mayer, a guy who's expected to be a top NFL draft pick whenever he decides to leave Notre Dame. 59 catches, 711 yards, and 7 touchdowns this season. On the other side of the ball, fourth-year redshirt junior Mike linebacker J.D. Bertrand leads the team with 65 tackles, has two sacks. Their edge rusher, the position they call the Viper, is Isaiah Foskey. He leads the team with 11.5 tackles for loss and and 9.5 sacks. And a freshman cornerback, Benjamin Morrison, actually leads the way in interceptions for Notre Dame with five of them on the gear. And it also could be a big game for special teams. We've seen USC struggle on special teams throughout, including a couple of puzzling pooch kickoffs against UCLA, some bad coverage at times, and some bad decisions to run the ball out of the end zone on kick returns. But Notre Dame has a fifth-year senior punter, John Sott, who's averaging 43.3 yards a punt over 41 net, and he was named a Ray Guy Award semifinalist. So in order for SC to get this win against Notre Dame, they've got to just keep scoring like they've been doing all season long. They've scored over 40 in nine games this season. That's a record for USC. And Notre Dame's offense just hasn't been really that great. But we know USC's defense can struggle at times, even against bad teams. So they have to find a way to continue to get turnovers. And if that can keep up, then you would expect USC to be able to beat Notre Dame. But when you're looking at a rivalry game, Jackie, and you know this from your experience playing in these rivalry games over the years, you just never know what could happen and how the emotions build up. And I think USC has to find a way to control that as well, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I can't imagine, you know, the feelings going into a game like that with that many people watching. That can definitely play a factor. But then also, you know, the cream rises to the top. And then you have stars like Caleb Williams, who I would imagine will take on that stage with open arms and and perform at the level that everyone knows he is capable of. So it's just going to be an absolute awesome game to watch. Again, I will be tuned in for that game as well. Super excited to watch it. I have a good feeling about this one. And we already know that USC will be playing the week after in the Pac-12 championship game. We still don't know who the opponent's going to be against USC. That will get determined off of this weekend's games. Oregon, Utah, and Washington are the three teams with a chance still to get to Las Vegas to play SC. So SC, if they can beat Notre Dame, if they can win in the Pac-12 championship, could make it to a college football playoff. And I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, you're just going to go there. You're going to get slaughtered by Georgia or whatever. But when you were thinking about this team going into the season, did you even think that there was going to be a chance that SE would be this good and have a chance to go to the playoff in Lincoln Riley's first season? Yeah, absolutely not. I think it's been a pleasant surprise for all USC fans the way that they have been able, you know, to come together and play at this level so early in the, you know, in the game and for what Coach Riley has been able to do with this group, it speaks volumes. And, you know, anything can happen once you are in playoffs. And I know that's very cliche, but it's so true. We've seen so many upsets in the past. We've seen so many remarkable things happen in sports. USC is 
if they get there, they're meant to be there. They're supposed to be there, and anything can happen from there. It's time to make predictions for USC and Notre Dame. I'll recap what happened last week. Again, my guest was the former men's hoop star, Jeff Trepanier, and I was able to beat him in last week's matchup, and it was really, I won two, and I'm giving him a tie on the first matchup, which is always the players that we believe in, because I took Caleb Williams, I had the first pick, I take Williams, he wanted Williams, but he instead took Jordan Addison, they were both so good, and honestly, if you had picked Austin Jones, I would have said that's a tie, so as great as Caleb Williams was with the 503 total yards of offense, I think Jordan Addison was just as important to the win, so I'm calling that one a tie. In the game score, SC, I said it was going to be just offensive fireworks nonstop, and so when I picked the 52-49 SC victory, Jeff went with 49-34, so I got the win there with SC winning by the three-point margin, covering the two-and-a-half-point spread, and having my pick being almost on the score. And then in our prop bet, Nara's no-doubter for last week's game, I had it that there would be at least a 1,000 yards of total offense combined between the two teams, and that obviously came true as both teams combined for over 1,100 yards of total offense. And Jeff, he called his pick Jeff's treasure, and he went bold. He said that USC would have two pick sixes in the game, and while they did have three interceptions, none of them went for a touchdown. So on the season, I lead my guess 13 wins to nine losses and five ties. So Jackie, it's time to make our picks, the players that we believe in. And since I took Caleb Williams last week, and you could, you know, almost take him really any week, but I'm not taking him again. I'm going to go with the running back this time, Austin Jones. I think he proved a lot by showing that he could handle the load with the loss of Travis Dye. And so my pick for the player I believe in for this one is running back Austin Jones. Jackie, who are you taking as our Trojan MVP of the game? I, since you're not going to choose Caleb Williams this episode, I will choose him. Like I said, I think players like him rise to the top in games like this, in moments like this. He's definitely a player that I believe. That's a very good pick by you, and we will see how things go. So we're both going with offensive players, Austin Jones and Caleb Williams, for the players we believe in. And now I'm going to let you go first. Who's winning the game and what is the score going to be? And I should mention, just to let everyone know, that our sponsor, Bet Online, currently has this as a five-point USC favorite as we record this show. So, Jackie, I think I know who you're picking, but what's the score going to be? <laughs> So my winner is obviously USC, and my prediction for the score, I will go with 31-16 to 16 this year in favor of USC. Oh, okay. So you're going to flip the script from last year's score <laughs> yep. and go with SC winning by that same score. I like that. I like that, Jackie. I'm going to go with a little more higher scoring game, and I'm still worried about USC's defense to a certain extent. So... I've got it 37-30 for USC. So a little bit closer game on my end. So if it's more of a blowout, you'll win that. And if it's a little closer, then I'll take that. And then finally, our prop bet, Nara's no doubter for this week. I'm saying that 
I know special teams have been an issue, so I'm saying that there will be a blocked kick or punt by one of the teams. It might be USC, it might be Notre Dame, but I'm saying there will be a blocked kick or punt in this game. That's Nara's no doubter. Jackie, what are you calling yours, and what are you making your prop bet for this game? All right, I'm going to call mine Jackie's gem, and Jackie's gem of the game is Caleb will throw two touchdowns again in this game. So two touchdowns exactly or at least two touchdowns? He will throw at least two touchdowns. All right. So two plus TD passes for Caleb Williams in this one. So to recap our picks, the players we believe in, I'm going with running back Austin Jones, Jackie taking the QB, Caleb Williams. In our game score, I have it USC 37 to 30. Jackie going with the same scores last year, but with the new winner, USC 31-16. Nara's no doubter is that there will be a blocked kick or punt in this game. And Jackie's gem is that Caleb Williams will throw for at least two touchdown passes in this one. So we'll keep an eye on those as we watch the game. And of course, this is the Everything USC Podcast. I'm Nara Wang. My guest today the former USC and WNBA player, Jackie Jamelos. And you can catch this show on all of your favorite podcast directories, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, and more. Subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also go to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. For me, I am at Narawang Sports on Twitter, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jackie, how can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jackie23, J-A-C-K-I-23. What's up, everybody? This is Marcus Grant, the host of NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network, and you are checking out the Believe in Everything USC podcast with my pal and former roommate, Narawang. Fight on. Beat the Bruins. Beat the Irish. Beat all of them. Let's go win out the Pac-12 at least while we're still here. And finally, as I've been ending every show, I asked my guests about the move by USC and UCLA to the Big Ten coming up in a couple of years. When you heard about this after it was announced on June 30th this summer, how surprised were you to get that news? And what do you think about that decision? So my mind automatically went straight to the women's basketball program, wondering if they would also be moving to the Big Ten as well. And my my initial thoughts were, hmm, you know, the Pac-12 has grown into one of the best women's basketball leagues, I think, in the United States. It's taken time. It's taken, you know, movement from it being Pac-10 to Pac-12, just so many competitive teams in the league always you know four to five teams that make that NCAA tournament a year so I think that it's unfortunate for the women's basketball program to have to move to the Big Ten also because travel is going to be harder and more taxing on the players you know the football team has one game a week women's basketball has two games a week It's just going to be a little tougher on the bodies of the girls. And when I say women's basketball, I also mean all the other sports as well. So that part of it, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. But I think uh, for the football team, it's obviously an awesome move. The Big Ten is a powerhouse for football, powerhouse conference for football. So a lot of 
exciting things for them. I love that UCLA will also be moving. So the rivalry will stay there. So yeah, those are my overall thoughts for the Big Ten move. Yeah, I think everyone knows that these moves that are being done are all about college football and TV money. So sometimes the other sports are not really taken into account about how it may affect them as much. And so if you were a student now and you were thinking about schools, would it deter you from going to USC knowing you'd have to do so much traveling and being away from school but still having to do an academic schedule? Yeah, I definitely think it would play a factor into my decision. I like the Pac-12 for it being, you know, on the West Coast. It just makes things different that USC, you know, will be in that conference. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would really reconsider if I was wanting to go to USC just, you know, for that change. And what do you think it's going to do to the Pac-12 conference? Is the Pac-12 going to be able to continue to be a power conference without SC and UCLA? Yeah, I think it will still be a a good conference. I think it changes things. So there's, you know, is it going to continue to be Pac-12? Are they going to add two more teams? I personally don't know. Or is it going to go back to the Pac-10? But either way, it's going to change things. But I still think it will be a good conference. You'll still have Stanford. You'll still have Oregon. You'll still have the Washingtons. You know, you'll have great teams that are still in there. It just, it's weird. It's just different. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the exact right word. It's going to be weird to be rooting for USC in the Big Ten in sports. After all these years of the Big Ten being a huge rival, playing a Big Ten champion in the Rose Bowl and football and all these things. So it's going to be different. But Jackie, I really appreciate you coming on, getting your insights about this year's women's basketball team and your thoughts about our exciting football team this year. And it's always good getting to catch up with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nara. I had a lot of fun. For my guest, Jackie Jamelos, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 71 of the Everything USC podcast presented by Bet Online on Believe, the number one content network for professionals. The place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And as always, I end every show by telling you all to remember to fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.